2: which includes and is not limited to my boy Tortua. Hello. What's poppin', sidekick What's number two? What's going on? Mm-hmm. Is it number two sidekick? Number two sidekick. Like you just like you're that makes deck. me Berkey
1: psychic. Um. Is it like go like in a circle? Like so that makes Landon my sidekick. I ain't I- shit about shit. <laughs> <laughs> I
3: ain't no one sidekick. On God. What's poppin', Bert? I don't know. <laughs> I'm scared. I want to go home. I don't know.
2: We're we're don't try don't number two today, oh, all right. Yeah, it's know. okay. Well, you know.
3: did much better in the intro. I appreciate to tell right. you. Yeah, I appreciate I, it. There is a very deep seated part of me that really wanted him to fuck up on purpose this time.
4: <laughs> Perhaps we should do a practice run every day. Uh, I apologize. mean,
3: not a bad idea. This is practice run number three hundred and thirty-five. Five.
4: Yeah. Wow. Six, technically, if you <laughs> well the deleted stream that's mm-hmm. uh, just gone out. We also have a couple of dark ones. So that's true. That is true. We had some some
1: dark (laughs) times
2: on this podcast.
4: We had to scrap the first episode ever because Hood Lawyer Conrad was Googling the wrong name.
2: Well, no, I told you that I don't know who this is, but I just said it to you. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate
4: that he sticks to that story. I'm
2: always going to stick to that story because that's the goddamn
4: story. Totally sticks to that story. It's the truth, the
3: whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So help my God. God
4: forbid you're responsible
1: for any of your fucking
3: actions. God
4: help me.
1: It was a similar
3: name. Oh my god! What? It, <laughs> that was a year and a half ago already.
2: Yeah, That's so yeah. Long Oh my go. god, mm-hmm. we've been here every day for a while. We, we, most of us. I mean, we're,
1: we're we're like thirty episodes away from like an actual full year of podcasting.
3: How?
4: We were like one episode away from me pulling the plug. <laughs>
3: yeah, <laughs> one episode. This is the you know, last show, that,
0: everyone. Thank you
2: for coming. We literally started that way. Matt, mm-hmm. do we
0: get any spoilers for the uh, cash game you played yesterday?
2: Yeah, yeah, I can give
0: good, bad, middle.
3: Uh, I'm pleased. Well, mm. no, we, well, that's what I.
0: Or is, or is I Poker Go going to come after you? If,
4: uh, no, no, I, I don't think they mind. Um, it was a very interesting dynamic. Uh, we ended up playing 100, 100, and the feature players, I guess, were me, Justin Young, and Airball.
1: Did you go nose to nose with him?
4: He was to my immediate right and bought in for $10,000. Oh, dollars my
1: God. Really?
4: folded for four hours before leaving early. Mm. Wow. It
1: How was... How the mighty have fallen. So it was uh, different than the last time you two were on Poker Go Together. It was wild. Oh, Brandon Adams was in the lineup, too. He wasn't chugging <clears> wine and no. bringing in people's faces? <clears throat> no.
4: No. Uh, they were drinking sake and he, he opted out. But, uh, I mean... I don't I just don't understand. I don't understand any of it to be honest. What's going on? I just don't get it. I mean, he, he was me in the heads-up match. He just didn't say a fucking word the entire show. Um
0: you're talking about airball?
4: Yeah. Uh we we played one hand one all-in pot for a small amount of money. Uh I won't spoil the outcomes, but yeah, once he left, the game got fucking off the hinges. <laughs> like it turned into what I can only describe as your typical 100-hundred private game here in Vegas. And uh, this was still
1: streamed. It was still yeah, filmed, yeah. right? Yeah, the last okay. two hours was
4: uh, maybe like last three hours or so. Uh, just off the rails. Um, two huge winners in the game. Uh, up. Combined almost 200k. Wow! Everybody else lost. So tons of action. Uh, we played stand-up game a couple times. We played bomb pot. I am a pump pot god, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> just to or let you know. Or
2: some people are just a little worse. A
4: little, well, mm. that's what makes me the god.
0: <laughs> uh, did you threaten to torture anyone's mother?
4: No, no, that's not, good. nothing like that happened. The last two hours was a ton of action. I, I expect when this gets broken down into. Uh, because it wasn't live streamed, so they, they'll they never put out the full seven hours of footage. Right. Uh, I expect when this gets broken down into episodes, it'll probably be one, maybe two episodes, and it'll almost be exclusively the last two hours. Uh, I don't think very much happened at all in the first <laughs> uh, There were a couple hands. Um, Joel, uh, I think I've played with him once or twice. He's he's kind of a regular in the, the Bellagio-Aria games, uh, but he's he's like a businessman. He He doesn't play professionally. He did really well, had to leave early. Um, he had a couple cooler hands versus myself and Justin. Well, the one versus me wasn't a cooler. I, I was just straight gambling, but nevertheless, um, <clears throat> outside of him, he he probably won like 30K, I guess, in the first four hours, three hours or so, and then had to leave. Nobody else was winning at that point, and uh, only two other people won thereafter for, like like I said, a total of almost 200K. So everybody gets obliterated. It was a ton of fucking action for about two hours or so. A lot of highlight hands. Uh, I don't want to spoil too much, but um, it does beg the question. And we kind of mentioned this. I I can't remember if I mentioned this on air or off air with Jeff, but uh, we spoke about it a little bit yesterday. Stream games are in a bit of a, let's call it a tough place um conundrum? No, no, because there isn't there isn't a question that they haven't answered at this point. <laughs> it's more so uh how sustainable are they? So, you know, we we saw Live at the Bike flourish for the better part of a decade and a half. But they were the only game in town. They didn't really have anything rivaling them. It was them as a live stream and then televised poker. And there was a huge separation between Live at the Bike and high stakes poker. Right. You know, Live the Bikes' original product was basically running five days a week, and they had uh, consistent games that you could count on. They had the 10 20 whale game, I believe it was either every Monday or Friday. I can't recall. Uh, they had a 5 10 game that they featured two or three days a week, and I believe a 5 5 game. And this dates all the way back to like Poker Road and, uh, you know, jo- Joe Seabach and Gavin Smith and Bart Hansen whenever they first, you know, Started the product or whatever that carried all the way through to when Feldman took over in 2019, I guess. Um, which was right around the Stones scandal, yeah. I think he took over like, or it, I, actually, I guess it was like 2017.
3: He took over prior, to-
4: yeah, it was like 2017. He left mm-hmm. in he left around 2019, 2019 uh, or 19, like right around the pandemic,
3: and then pandemics, Tostler, <laughs> yeah. So, thinking about getting created, I
4: so. When Ryan took over, he closed the gap a lot between live streams and TV poker. He had his first million dollar game uh eventually pop off, which was 100 200k buy-in, uh, we had like r- around a million on the table. I think he ran that three or four times when he was at the bike. Um, basically, he he bridged the gap between high stakes live streams and high stakes televised poker yes and in the interim poker go had obviously cropped up and they were still doing the tv thing
3: they were tv thing for sure yeah
4: so they were doing poker after dark they bought the high high stakes poker poker. license uh they started running that what's happening conrad one job man (laughs) (laughs) if you're not going to talk at
3: least don't be a disturbance (laughs) (laughs) it's just Uh, unbelievable (laughs) It's believable, but uh, frowned upon.
4: I really feel like I'm teaching kindergarten sometimes.
3: Yeah, like with the colored gum. With take the a color, fucking nap. The color bears. Take a day off. Three, mate. two, one. Um, uh, no, please don't
2: take another day <laughs> I was off. Say, wait, all right. Taking fine, enough days off. Um,
4: but anyway, like what we saw moving forward was the evolution then into Hustler. And Hustler, I've been saying this for a long time. Like it's going to be very difficult. To keep up the velocity by which they're putting out high stakes poker. And I think we finally hit a tipping point. It's very
3: fast. They went from like fifty hundred to a million dollar cash game where everyone buys in for a million yeah. in two years.
4: Yeah, and the thing is, is like, it wasn't like it, these were just one-offs. Like, they weren't special events like the million dollar cash game at the bike, which was a different version of million dollar cash game. You just game. It was win just, a million
3: dollars on a random Friday. Yeah,
4: it was just getting yeah. a million on the table. Now they're actually having everyone buy in for a million.
3: It's like high stakes Friday, high stakes Thursday, high stakes Wednesday.
4: So <laughs> what we're seeing now... And this is a little bit of the post-WSOP lull, but I think that there's a good chance that this is just the way it is moving forward. No Limit Hold'em on TV games is dying quickly.
3: Yeah, you have access to it almost 24-7 now. With there's, live streams. A,
4: well, there's a lot of... Well, let me rephrase. High stakes No Limit Hold'em on stream is dying. I think Specifically
3: gonna, cash games,
4: right? Uh, well... Kind of both. Nobody's covering high stakes MTTs except PokerGo
1: and Triton. And Triton. Uh,
4: they're partnered.
1: They're, uh,
4: maybe they're not. No, I, I thought that so. they had a partnership of some sort. But you're right. PokerGo yeah. doesn't do the coverage there. Because
1: like I mean, the hands. Triton, the Triton stuff seems like it's pretty popular right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, but it's Triton's very... three times a year.
3: The coverage is also super sick. But yeah,
1: three or four. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They have
4: they have some of the best coverage.
3: Um, Love Triton.
4: But yeah, so like say they do three or four a year and then the, the PokerGo Tour is another four or five times a year. Yep. It's like, okay, six months out of the year, you'll have a week of events.
1: Right, so it's not saturated. Nowhere near. Right.
4: Right? Um, <clears throat> with High Stakes No Limit Cash, the, like I said, the velocity of trying to keep it up even once a week, even getting a High Stakes game off once a week yeah. is a lot. But Hustler was trying to do it multiple times a week. And they're also competing for the same player pool that Bally's is trying to get access to, that PokerGo is trying to get access to, that um, you know Poker Night in America is trying to get access to. And don't get me wrong, uh, Ryan has the upper hand in this because he's built a lot of relationships through the the, the LA scene and the the home game scene and everything else. And the
3: game's still run for Hustler for now.
4: No, that's the thing.
3: Like the PLO, big PLO just happened. That's a pivot,
4: Mm. right? If you look for since pre-World Series, uh, the last... The last high stakes, I mean, I guess maybe they've gotten one or two off since then with like Rampage and Mariano. Play a little bit, yeah. Yeah, but not many. So pretty much Fridays have been relegated to uh, either replays or now high stakes PLO.
3: And you think this pivot is happening because the high stakes gamblers want to play PLO more than No Limit?
4: No. I think it's happening because the key individuals that they relied on to get the Friday games off... Are losing money? Are losing too much. Yeah. So Airball is just losing way too much and... He seems to be more comfortable. Like this this is where I'm going with this. Today's no gamble, no future that I was supposed to play. Switched from 200, 400, no limit with me, Hellmuth, Brandon Adams, and a few others to 200, 400, 2k ante, uh, half and half, which is almost certain to switch to full PLO.
1: So You're Mm -hmm. not playing,
4: no. And the (laughs) the lineup switched from like you know featuring me, Hellmuth, et cetera, et cetera, to now being JRB, Aussie, Matt, Airball, Professor. Uh, the Hustler crew, basically. It
3: turned into uh, the Hustler live stream goes to TV.
4: Yeah, which is, yeah. <laughs> it makes sense. But you have to understand, like, the difference here, right? So, the game I was going to play was 200, 400, 100k min, no limit hold'em, big blind ante. So, I think we were going to do a 500 ante. Sounds like a great game. So, yeah. does this
0: this means Helmuth was actually going to buy in for the 100k? Yeah,
4: you'd have to. Okay. <clears throat> um, but, I mean, that's not terribly... That's not a lot if we're playing like 500 or 1K anti. No, I'm just
0: saying that Phil typically has been coming in short to these games.
4: Right, yeah, fair. Um, but anyway, the pivot then becomes 200, 400 massive ante, like 2K ante, but it's a 50K buy-in. So what's actually taking place now is a lot of what we've been watching on the Hustler stream, PLO, where it's flipping for stacks mm-hmm. early and then maybe the game gets slightly deeper a little bit later. But the whole point is uh, uh, this, this is kind of predicated off of what the, the private PLO games are doing. So like Eric Berger runs a game in town and they basically all buy in for 50K in spite of the fact that they're playing the equivalent of 501K. And the reason for this is to uh, keep people from going broke, basically. Mm-hmm. Right. There isn't just there just isn't that much of a skill edge whenever you're sitting more shallow.
3: Yeah. You're just playing all ends.
4: Yeah, you're just, you know, you're, you're especially in PLO where equities run really close, uh, you just can't really fillet somebody that is a poor preflop player. Uh, they're going to lose, of course, but they're not going to lose terribly. Mm-hmm. Uh, over the long run, they will, but it takes a long time to get to the long run, and that's, that's what game runners care about. Right. So the health of this game is actually probably a lot stronger than a deep stack. No limit hold'em high stakes game, which is what we're accustomed to seeing. Yeah. That Hustler Friday game, we're accustomed to seeing like, you know, five hundred thousand big blind stacks where people are losing the equivalent of ten buy ins consistently. Like four hundred K is swapping hands all the time at 200, 400 hustler. Yeah, and you yeah. can
3: even check that through the stat sheet that they have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People just so guess- is, is
1: the pivot to keep the player pool intact or is it pivot um because that's what they think the audience wants, or a combination it of It has both. nothing
4: to do with the audience. Yeah. So it's
1: it's like, not that people want to see more PLO.
4: They no, want to see
1: more, like, just all in pots and for, sh- and for
4: stream houses, they just need to put asses in chairs, yeah. right? They need to get games off. If you saw Hustlers, like, talking about running mixed games now right, that's during like, the week,
3: it's the hardest thing to do.
4: Right. They're the the,
3: running mixed games during the week?
4: Yeah. Wow. They're not switching the mixed games because they're popular. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you say mixed games, you mean PLO? Or? No, I mean, like, eight games. And that's, that's not a choice of popularity, right? Like, the audience isn't craving to see more 8-game. It's, yeah. I assume, because they have access to a strong player pool, that will play mixed on stream.
3: Yeah. Mariano's up one point three million.
2: He's the new Garrett, and it just you know fills a day. Go. It fills a day in the week every week for a streams. So. Yeah, one day, maybe two days. And you it's know, it's not it, reaching from the player pool of right two hundred. Right, and
4: and if you notice, mac Payne Monday is their most consistent stream because they did a smart thing within the structure. Wow. Right, like they made it such that. They build up a cast of characters that were consistent and would always show up. You know, they basically have a pool of of twelve to twenty people yep. that are loyal to Max Payne Monday, but more specifically they capped the buy at four K. So it's a two hundred big line cap. Or maybe they capped it at ten K.
3: For Max Payne? Yeah. I think it's more than that. Some
4: it might be ten K cap. Yeah, some people- either either way they and That's still a lot. Yeah, either way they put a hard cap on it so that people can't just come in and, you know, buy him for a hundred thousand, cover the table yeah. and obliterate somebody who's in for four K and ran it up. Um, yeah. th- this is all like pretty critical to stream health, uh, and, and the health of these games. I don't know, man. I mean, like, uh, I think that this just speaks even more to what I was saying yesterday, where places like Bally's have a huge uphill. like poker Go has the biggest advantage in the world. They're in Las Vegas, Nevada. They have a gorgeous studio that's made for TV. They have a full production crew that's dedicated to getting these games off you know, 40 or 50 times a year, however often they film. And still, Phil, Brent has the hardest job in the industry. Like, I wouldn't want his job...
1: To be a game runner, creator. Speaking of Brent, happy birthday, Brent.
3: Yeah, happy big happy shout
4: birthday, out to Brent. <laughs> uh, I, I, would, I would probably need 10x his salary to want to do what he has to do, right? And it's like, what, what's being asked of him is maddening. Because you have to, you have to cater to all the players and give them a product that they want. But you also have to keep the audience in mind and give them a product that they want, right? Like, nobody wants to really watch 200, 400, or let me, let me make it even more simple. Nobody really wants to watch, like, 100, 200, 20K min-max, mm-hmm. where everybody's just 100 big blinds deep, you know, swapping 10 big blinds per pot.
3: No, not fun.
4: Right. Like, yesterday's game got off the hook, after all the short stacks left and were filled by people who bought in for like, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50,000.
3: Yeah. Well, people just want to watch big pots happen and that can't happen when you don't have the money in front of you. Right. From an audience perspective. Right. And to be willing to gamble. Taking that a
4: step further now, nobody, or, or I should say, people are far less incentivized to want to play televised poker, whether it's streamed or, mm-hmm. or televised later. There isn't a big allure for Brent to like, you know, hit up a good action player and be like, "Hey, I'm running four days of no gamble, no future. Would love to have you on the show. We'll feature you. We'll get you a seat in every single game. The lineups are going to be good. Yada yada yada. Right? All of that sounds great, but where where's the value exchange?
3: It's just like the Alan Keating principle, where like he would just be there all the time, and like now less there. Um, for... He was never really there but that often. He was often. there more often than not. No,
4: right? he only played... He played Rob's game, which anybody who has ever been dealt in would want to play. And then, I mean, he played that like a couple of times. Uh, and then I think he played one other stretch, which may have been high stakes poker. Mm. I can't really remember.
3: And it's just because there's not really that incentive to play.
4: He has zero incentive to play. Okay. The only reason why Keating would even like consider playing on tv at all like why he went to hustler a couple of times is you know basically to to expand his network and and to advertise yeah like there's a reason he plays the way he plays whenever he the cameras are on not that he plays terribly different when they're off at least not in my experience but it's been years since i've played with him um but like you don't want to play that way exposing your whole cards yeah you know you're giving a lot up so to give a lot up you have to be getting something in return and for him i assume it's getting people to come play with him privately yeah expanding the network you know increasing the game health from my perspective private games have never been healthier
3: like Bobby they, Zoom's is great
4: yeah they're all great well, because
2: they they did like the smart thing they all lowered the stakes and it's just protected environments also
4: solar stream games you know you decide is, uh, you vet who comes in and out what, sure. what
0: does that mean when someone says it's a protected environment?
4: Like not anybody can sit. Yeah. So
0: and that's, you, and
3: that's a good thing. There's gatekeeping.
4: Well, whenever you are curating the pool yourself and determining like who's in it and who's not, you if you're mindful, can be smart about <laughs> yeah. how the money gets distributed. You don't
2: yeah. want Vulture 1, Vulture 2, Vulture 3. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's only people that are going to gamble it that's like, mm-hmm. normally allowed in these games. Yeah. Like, if you're not going to give action, get X, whatever, not allowed. Right, but that's Correct. also
4: that's also incredibly true of the stream games. Yeah, I know. So, well, now I'm so there's that. still the sticking point of, like, where's the value exchange? In private games, the value exchange is the seat. Mm-hmm. You're guaranteed a good lineup. Uh, If you're a winning player, like you have a fair shot.
3: Vulture free since 2021.
1: Right. (laughs) So, where do we think the uh, like these stream games? What's what's the landscape going to look like in like six months from now? I don't know. I don't know about
0: six
4: months or a year. But I think like a year, year and a half, we might see Mm -hmm. it revert back to the to the live at the bike model.
1: Right. Maybe like there's maybe uh, like one emerges that that it like some a lot of them fall off, and then we have like one or two that are just like
4: no. I don't think that's gonna be the case at all. I think it's gonna be the opposite. I think everybody's gonna to regress to the mean mm-hmm. to some degree. And we're gonna just
1: see lower stakes. Yeah. I think
4: yeah. I think Hustler will lose a lot of their velocity mm-hmm. and they'll get high stakes off occasionally, maybe now monthly instead of weekly. Yeah. Um but their core their core product is gonna be featuring <laughs> games similar to Max Payne Monday. You know, the ten twenty with a gimmick, mm-hmm. the the anti-games, like... And that's these, not necessarily
1: a bad thing, either. It's not necessarily it's, bad
4: at all. It just yeah. is a thing. No, yeah. The, I is,
3: mean, the issue seems to be... It doesn't scale, be, though. Right. Yeah, the issue seems to be that when money runs out, issues happen. That's
4: always the case with high stakes.
3: And this is what's mm-hmm. happening now, Yeah, is that it's kind of like, oh, shit. High stakes
4: poker took a hiatus for almost a decade between Black Friday and PokerGo getting the rights. And it's not rights.
3: because of any Bless other you. reason besides <laughs> money. I, I mean...
4: Well, nobody was willing to produce it.
3: Why? Well, you, need, re- you need
0: recognizable names as well, right? Yeah, like you, you got to be able. If to... the Tom Dwan's aren't showing up, if the Dean Eggs aren't
3: showing up, then like. But we'll... wouldn't they always show up? Or no? Did yeah,
4: Yeah, that's not why the show died. The show died because it lost all of its online funding. So who Black was? Gonna, happened. Yeah, who was going to back it between 2011 and 2017 when Poker Go started? The
3: game Show Network didn't want it anymore. Well, right?
4: They they were being paid to broadcast it. It wasn't, the op- it wasn't the opposite. It wasn't the opposite. the opposite. They owned the licensing or the rights to it or whatever. But like PokerStars was pump. They they were buying ad spots. Got
3: it. They were like, oh hey, here's uh, money to play this.
4: Yeah, they were spending like millions and millions and millions of dollars to buy up all the airtime. And
3: I liked when everyone had money. <laughs> yeah, obviously. <laughs> Give them money back.
4: Um, <laughs> right. But like you know, in, in the interim. <laughs> like poker night in america cropped up but they were never going to run high stakes poker they knew their lane they tried to be a twenty five fifty, uh you know wholesome we're going to go across middle america and stop at all the the stops along the way and find the local heroes and and mm-hmm. advertise them and that felt that sean failed D, very quickly the
3: sean matters how slow roll nonsense
4: that was episode one um <laughs> which
3: that was pretty good
4: <laughs> it was good it was great but also even like in episode one they had already abandoned their mission statement
3: what was their mission statement
4: that they were going to go to like local like across america they were going to stop in like local casinos and feature local players a
3: poker night in america to meant like local local homies are going to go here and then we're going to go here
4: yeah and they were offering like you know you could fly there in a private jet and all this other stuff. but the, at the end of the day almost everybody there was from vegas except Deeb, who actually was the local to turning stone <laughs> um but it's like okay so you got sean deeb like where's everybody else <laughs> you know what i mean Sean it's deeb like
0: was that show like <laughs> oh no, was great the other, the other spot i remember is when he got into it with uh who's the scammer guy
4: oh hashtag game. when he got into it with hashtag yeah so that but that was, was different so that was like season three or four or whatever in that point poker night america had already made a hard pivot away from this this mission statement, which they really never abided by to begin with. I, I've spoke about this many times. Like the first time they filmed in Pittsburgh, I begged to be on the show and they sent me to Reno instead. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, well you guys don't give a shit about actually highlighting the thing that you're claiming to highlight in the mission statement. Um, but by like season three, four, they brought Matt glance on as, uh, kind of a consultant, which I think is super sharp. And it's crazy to me that, you know, these other stream houses don't have this, uh, I guess PokerGo does with Brent. Brent was a long-time pro. He's very networked and tapped into the community. He knows what, what's Somebody going on. Somebody to have their finger on the pulse. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, and, you know, at Hustler, I guess, like, to some degree, Ryan has his local player pool to rely on. Guys, like, at first it was G-Man. That was his his consultant and advisor, and the value exchange was he would get seats. Then it became, like, you know, Airball, Mariano, whatever. Um, but there might be a dilution process taking place there, right? Because now... Clearly, the influence is like well, Airball wants to play short stack PLO, so now they're going to start running short stack PLO, and that might not necessarily be the best uh, for the for the health of the product or or the audience or whatever moving forward.
2: But do you think that it just like it's good for them just because it fills up a different day? Like if it's not a different day; it's Fridays. Uh, mm-hmm. right? You lost you lost your marquee product. Yeah, but
4: that's well, that's kind of you know you have to be adaptable. I don't course. I don't fault them for it. No, of course.
3: Well, because you can make the argument that now that they are where they are they can kind of scale back if well, they wanted to but gonna, that's the
4: thing is you don't you don't want to that's the whole point that was why I was saying like they were growing too too fast and too furiously because you, you want to try to keep up a pace in growth wise that allows you to scale naturally especially with YouTube and, and monetizing the algorithm you don't want to be a burnout you don't want to be one of those to rise 9. to the top and then, and then crash because the algorithm really punishes you for it mm. you know what I mean um and, you know, along those lines, it's like when you look at like Poker Night America and Bally's Live, be it the bike or uh, now Tropicana whatever, mm-hmm. they have no consulting, right? And their shows reflect, are reflective of that. Their audiences are reflective of that. They're just kind of like firing at the hip and trying to mimic the old live at the bike type of... Actually, I don't even know what they're trying to mimic. It's more so, I guess, some bastardized version of Poker Go and Hustler.
3: If you had Feldman's
2: job... What would you do? Quit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, quit. It's, it's nobody. What? That's a hard job. I will say. I, I think. Like. Yeah. It's, I it's think he's. Hard. I think
4: he's worked miracles. Yeah. For for hustler, and honestly, I, I think that there's a good chance that the Jack Four scandal actually prolonged their ability to keep up the pace the way that they had. I think that without that scandal and. You know, to some degree that was I hate over a to year say ago it ago now, right? No, it was in like October, October. November. Almost I I hate to say it but like losing Garrett might have been the only thing that preserved the show for another 8 months.
3: Losing
1: them all.
4: Yeah. How's that? Because people go broke too fast. Yeah, he just takes all the money oh, and then nobody signing, shows up. Oh, I see. It's just Garrett yeah. sitting there
1: with a bunch of chips. I mean, I mean, they,
4: they, <laughs> they basically just put Mariano and and Rampage in his place, and they've won basically the exact same amount that Garrett won, and now we see the game's dead again.
3: Ethan plus Mariano mm-hmm. equal Garrett. Right. Yeah.
4: And, and if you remember back to last year, Right around this time, we were talking in the same vein. The Friday games were dead. Like, Poker Bunny was playing, and they were playing, like, five-handed. People were walking off of set. You know, they were cutting stream short. Mm. Uh, they happened to find a new crop of players coming into the fall, which included Robbie and everything else. But And maybe that'll happen again. I don't know. But from my sense of kind of being tapped into the private world here and in, v- or and in LA, a lot of the action's moving here. Uh, right. you know, there's there's a there's a game at the win that's currently running, 100, 200 perpetual stand up. So it actually plays probably closer to like 300, 500. They, they don't actually stand up, right? No, that well, not when it's perpetual. No. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs>
3: Just per- always standing. perpetually standing, But
4: that yeah. game is built pretty much the core of that game are all L.A. regs. Mm. I mean, these are all players that are usually running private games in L.A. So the fact that they're here now that takes out of the player pool, uh, and they have no incentive to stream these games, right? That's the thing. There's there's zero incentive, right? A lot of them are are big time action players, but also very dangerous, capable of winning. They're probably lifetime winners, you know. Like these are the people that you want to be a part of your stream if you're building one out, but they're also the people that are toughest to sell. Because they're kind of scary to the more conservative wrecks and regs, which you really need. Like, the, the, the conservative wreck and reg are the backbone to the health of any game.
3: Okay, how work, do yes. you incentivize those people to play on a live stream? Well, you <laughs> can't game. without a budget. But, well, okay. You, you just can't without a have budget. You to pay them.
4: Yeah, it's just like app games, right? You need to kick back to the whales, and you need to find ways to give rake back to the regs. Or just give them a seat if the game's good. Well, the 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 problem is, is that I don't think you can barter seats any longer. The games aren't good enough.
2: Well, I'm yeah, okay. The games are they never keep- better than I haven't
4: seen a single stream game outside of like one or two one offs that played massive, like you know the the million dollar game, which is what five hundred one k. Yeah, those stakes aren't available privately unless you're like tapped into Keating's network where you're playing house games, right? And even that comes with some risk, but. When you're talking about 200, 400, and smaller, I haven't seen a single fucking lineup that was better than the games that are running in like Bobby's room or at the Win or at Aria. Mm-hmm. So when that's the case, you can't barter seats unless you're bartering with somebody who is out in that network. Yeah. And if they're out in that network, they're not good for your game. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So the bartering
4: sense. system doesn't work anymore.
2: That you know, makes sense. You're just yeah, yeah. asking for people to so give that, way too much up to so play. So basically, he's saying that if they got if they're not in the key, like that network that you can get to all those games. They're not good for the game. Yeah, and there's so.
1: no upside to play on the stream. Right. If you offer something right. to
2: private
4: to to a good game, whether it's private or public, if you offer something based off the action you give, the players you can bring, uh, you know the liquidity that you can loan, any of that stuff, you're tapped into the private scene yeah. already, and you have no need to be a part of
1: these stream games.
3: Right, you're saying, why do I want to affiliate with you when I have this? Yes. You don't yeah. offer me enough.
1: Yes. See, what the stream houses should do is start a private game and then say, you can get into this private game if you come play
2: on the live stream first. Well, that's how it kind of was in the beginning, yeah. That's right? kind of the idea, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's how
3: oh. I, it effectively looks. It's like, hey, this, well, High Stakes Fridays is like a protected environment that we say who well, gets I to play Well, that I think that's,
4: I think that's what Hustler did a good job of is that they, one way or another, convinced their players to be completely loyal to them the issue is that that falls apart at some point
3: at some point they say because people lose here's a cool game here's other incentives
4: what's not Um, that? it's just that where you have no more money it's that people (laughs) will go through losing streaks and then question why they're being loyal to one single place when there are other games that they could potentially play
3: yeah why am i only playing here exactly i could play somewhere else
4: exactly and if they're going to get flack for playing somewhere else like even if it's just you know uh some some pushback from the higher like why why are you right.
3: why are you playing this game on friday and not here
4: yeah like i heard you were at the bike last week why were you at the bike you know i thought you were loyal to the hcl family that <laughs> type of thing the family but i mean it, it really is a smart way to go about it because you absolutely need to corner uh enough liquidity to keep the game health alive yeah. and pressuring people to only play at your place of business is a really smart and sharp way of going about that. The problem it, is it's not sustainable. You need mm-hmm. to
2: keep all the money in your game, especially when you're competing Right, with but, else. But, but
4: there's just no sustainability to it, right? So at some it's point up, you have bro. to you have to relinquish the leash and let people off and let them go wherever they want to go and give them a product that's better than your competitor.
3: Man, this is not fun for Ryan. It's awful.
4: It, it, we're not just talking about Ryan. This is Brent's sure, job. it's everybody's game running. Wayne's job. It's- Alex's job. Uh, Todd Anderson. Like, this is not fun for anybody trying to put these stream games together. And I think at some point, they're just going to really... And, you know, The Lodge is a good example. They're not trying to force high stakes.
3: No, they have it when it runs. Yeah. Like, and yeah. it's so wild how quickly high stakes, like 100, 200 is not high stakes anymore. Right. In comparison to everything else that's right. been going
4: on. Right. And, and you know, this is, no, <laughs> this is no slight to The Lodge, but like those games that they get off aren't good. They're just... Like, they're, they're, they're soft for a for public...
3: They're good for the stake level. Yeah.
4: Yes, for a public version of that stake.
3: Yeah, if I and, was just going to walk in and, and their say I want to play is, 100, 200...
4: Their stream is essentially public. Like, I don't think they're turning anybody away who will play 100, 200, 200, 400. That might be the way forward.
3: Right, you just say, okay...
4: Run it rarely, but run it open. You say, Whoever wants to sit.
3: Here's a game... Well, then there comes issue Vulture 1, Vulture 2... Right, because then like the whales won't play that game, no, and the good regs
4: will. It, it, it iterates to uh, it iterates away from what we're used to seeing, and instead into something closer to Triton. Yeah, it's the vulture. It's the that.
3: vulture home game.
2: Yeah. Well,
4: you know. Basically you get you get a watered down version of like uh a high level Triton
2: stream. I mean, what's the incentive for the vulture to even play that? They won't they don't wanna well,
3: the
4: vulture get to play one hundred two hundred. Yeah, the vulture would think that they're wouldn't.
3: they're better than the other vultures, right? There's like there's the ecosystem there like, like people like battle.
4: Yeah, when you think about people like uh like Art Papazian, who's mm-hmm. basically shut out of 100, 200 plus anywhere. Yeah. Uh you put a public stream game together, he'll play. That makes sense. Because he will always play because he doesn't have access to 100 or 200 otherwise. So and I don't care who the other that.
3: vultures are. I, I want to be in the game. Yeah,
4: there, there are a lot of people like that. Like a lot of, uh, you know, this isn't necessarily true for me now, but like coming up, we reg battled. My ten twenty game coming up was me, Jesse Sylvia, Osmus, Greg Merson, Chance, Benba. We reg battled every single day. You know, J-Y, like clock all these the, guys.
3: You clock in the work, maybe someone shows up here and there. Yeah,
4: maybe. always, always. There was always three seats filled with soft spots, and like, you know, sometimes there weren't. Yeah. Sometimes there would only be one seat, whatever. The game would still run, though.
3: Because at the same time, people do, like, from, from like the, call it giving action side of things, sometimes you just want to show up and gamble. So like, okay, like these guys, are some, these guys are some of the best in the area. Okay, I want to play them. Yeah, of course, and of course. Like,
4: and run. that's that's why public games still exist but it's also why the scale and magnitude of them are so much lower
3: right there's not 100 200 400 public game anymore
4: no mm-hmm.
3: it's 2040 right which is still a huge game yeah it and, can be yeah like it certainly can you can be. definitely still win like six figures in a week playing these games absolutely but when it comes to the how it looks versus like the super high stakes stuff just like win six figures in a night yeah and that's what people that's what people want to see from an audience perspective it's like i want to see someone win and lose houses
4: i'm not sure honestly what people want what and i think want? that's what also because makes people. their job so oh. fucking hard yeah i personally if you asked the question of like what would i do if i was in ryan's shoes and quit. i jokingly said quit but like if i if that were the business i wanted to undertake and i was trying to go about it or I became the leader of uh, another stream house or whatever. I would, solve
3: for why stream house.
4: No, I wouldn't stop. <laughs> I wouldn't try to. I wouldn't try to compete uh, by doing the same thing everybody else is doing. Okay. Like I would just try to find ways to be novel, right? Whether that is coming up with some game show hybrid with poker, like the Survivor idea. Uh, I mean, I would just throw so much shit against the wall and see what stuck see what the audiences would resonate with. And it's tough because you can't even really A-B test if you don't already have a built-in audience. So if you're only getting four, five, 600 views a night, then it's difficult to know what the audience resonates with. But you just have to do it the same way we do with this podcast. You just have to do it for a year. There's a try. Yeah. Yeah, like, you know, put a season of Poker Out Loud together. Put a season of Survivor Poker together. Put a season of you know, some other uh, derivative that you can think of, pure stand up game, whatever. Like you just do things that are different from all the other stream houses and hope that the ones that are bigger than you yeah. don't care enough to copy.
3: Or like you kind of have like some strange like call it, like Iron Man Cash game where you just like keep it running and like there's a prize for the winner or something. Run like, a
4: rat hole game. You just like, try
3: different random stuff and then hopefully some things are, are there cool. are a
4: ton of ideas that are totally unexplored. Like you could easily just run a rat hole game where if you play bally's live at all in 2023 you have to sit with whatever you left with
2: and we just cool. keep a
4: log right and you know the stakes just stay fixed or whatever so yeah. your regulars by the end might have like 500 thousand on the table the right. difficulty with that is that unlike acr uh the money isn't locked uh, yeah it's not locked yeah. so like people could just go Broke
2: or ACR lose, seven but whatever day, they seven lose, day, it, no but battles. they just lose their seat. That's yeah, all. Who cares? Sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. So if it they sucks can't, for the, it's. I'm sorry, it does suck. Shock, yeah, suck for the stream though, because mm, like... maybe. You know, that's the well bit.
4: then it then it becomes a failed idea. But the whole point is that you try. Yeah. Right? Maybe then it doesn't become a year. Maybe it becomes like if you play in the month of January, you have to you have to bring
2: whatever. Like
3: you just have like for a month, like on Mondays, it's the rat hole game or yeah. Like you just you, you just try shit. Yeah. The idea is that who knows if it's gonna be good or not? Like instead of saying, Oh, this is not gonna work, you just try. What I
4: wouldn't try to do is continually compete with the amount of money that's being bought in for or the amount of money that is switching hands throughout the course of a session
3: that's what has been going on now is the okay these people are going to buy in for 100k now it's going to be 200k now it's going to be a million
4: right and the issue with that is that you run out of money (laughs) well it's not that it's it's that you'll never have access to the games that are the most uh like the most awe-inspiring to the audience and then you build up a resistance to going backwards right so now that Hustler's giving you the million-dollar buy-in game, there's going to be a bit of a resistance whenever you run a 100, 200 game.
3: Right. It's like, this is smaller. Mm-hmm. Yes. This is less entertaining. Right. By default, because right. there's less money on the table.
4: Right. So so they've, they were smart in pivoting to PLO on Fridays in the sense that it's a ton of fucking gambles. And it's so a different like, game. So yeah, it's, it's like, okay, here's game. a
3: new game for you.
4: It's a different game, and it's a ton of gambles, so people may not necessarily notice that the buy-in's a lot smaller. But <laughs> a couple months from now if they now have to switch back to like 100, 200 on Fridays and the average stack is, call it like 40K, 50K, something like that, people are going to be like, I remember when they were buying it for a million. Dude, mm-hmm.
3: that, that, that's a lot of what the bike was before Hustler came around. It yeah. was like people would just play like 100k pots. It's like holy shit, that's a huge pot. Right. But now it's like okay, every 100k pot gets played every 20 minutes.
4: Right. And that's what I mean. And the issue is that you'll never, you'll never get access to the stratosphere. You'll never get access to the chairman, to Liberte. right? These guys that are actually playing like you know 2k, 4k, 5k, 10k. There are some like massive fucking games that we hear about in folklore
3: like the five million dollar cash game is never going to exist
4: or the 10 million right and it's
3: like but they it's exist a, in in fantasy land
2: they well, they exist somewhere they exist. in the world yeah, yeah. the same, but,
3: but to us it's like fantasy land it's well, never gonna never, happen they'll yeah. never be
2: on camera do yeah. you think that stream poker is going through a reset for hold'em now like we're just going to reset and go back to smaller stakes and then start grinding from there i
4: don't know if reset is the right word or if like we're kind of watching a bit of a death spiral Ooh. Uh, the reason why I lean more towards the latter than the former is because there are so many fucking stream houses. So like to Brian's point, when he asked earlier, like, do you think like a bunch of streams will just die and then we'll see somebody win? And the reason why I don't think that's the case is because once you're operational, it's so cheap to continue to run. And, I so mean, nothing kills it except the lack of people to play.
2: Didn't we already see a stream? Yeah, yeah exactly. I was going to say, didn't we already see a stream win? being a hustler
4: but it's regressing yeah and that's why i
2: said i think we'll just see a
4: regression to the mean yeah where it's like everybody's just forced to pump out shittier content and this is this is true of the virality of uh all internet stuff like we had this period of time where like vines were the most viral thing in the world Mm -hmm. and now the audience is programmed to watch 15 seconds at a time right and then vines died
3: Man, I loved Vine. Well, I mean,
4: you know, the derivative of TikTok and...
3: I get it. It's the same it's thing like that you can do, vlog, like, you have short-term... Right, short but it's
4: regressing back to the mean now. Now we're looking at, like, 30 to 60-second content, right? Yeah. Because it was unsustainable to keep that... You know how much content comes out when it's only in 15-second chunks? Yeah, Vine mm-hmm. was six. Yeah, so it's like you have Crime to... Vine was six, yeah, that's right. Or si- it was only six? Was seconds. Yeah, six okay, seconds. so yeah,
3: Dude, I fucking loved Vine. Mm-
4: but do you, know how much, <laughs> do you know how much noise you have to sift through to get to a signal?
3: For Vine? In, or general, in general,
4: whenever that much content's being pumped.
3: Oh, oh, sure, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, some people very quickly became Vine famous, and then some people became Vine famous later. Right. And then you find out what's good, what's not good.
4: Right, but the sustainability of it is nearly zero.
3: Like how can you keep making
4: content? Right, because you can only regurgitate these ideas so many times. And like, you have to do it every day. And eventually, oh. eventually, when we're talking about six-second s- snippets, like everything runs its course pretty quickly.
3: right. Where and, now if you want to make a six second thing on TikTok, you still can. Sure. But it's less likely. But
4: it's it's all regressing backwards now, pulling in more long form because it's less about acquisition and more about retention. Yeah. Right?
3: Watch the clip, not just be here.
4: Yeah. So you know, I think we're always gonna see these cyclical things occurring in uh in an economy where everybody's vying for people's attention. And you want to give them the quick dopamine hit as much as possible. Live streaming poker is so archaic in the sense that it's really fucking long and slow.
3: Man, they really do hit you with the dopamine, especially with like... It's like, oh, here's PLO night on Friday. And we're just like playing all in pots yeah, in but every that, single that's, hand.
4: It's so unsustainable. That's what I'm saying. It's com- it's going to run its course so fucking quickly.
3: You saw the fucking leaderboard? Tom Dwan's up $3 million. Well, that was all from the million dollar cash game. Was it? I mean, yeah, he's online- doing pretty well in PLO too.
4: He won just shy of two. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot.
3: Well, I mean, if he if wins a million dollars in PLO in a fucking two-week span, two-week span. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's but, a lot.
4: you yeah. know, if the game continues to run, like...
3: Look at Huss up there, there, number two.
0: Mm-hmm. Super yeah, again, pro. It's all, it's all <laughs> million-dollar cash game. <laughs> I know. Botez representing up there, half a
3: million. Yeah.
0: Mr. Berkey up there in e-
3: Ethan's won 1.4? I didn't know that. Wait, hold on, time out. Ethan and Mar- look at Ethan and Mariano. They're literally right next to Garrett. <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're their own Garrett. So two Garrett's yeah. now. That's crazy.
4: Right well They got to play Much bigger Right They played so many Fewer sessions
2: Yeah You got Matt Berkey In there with three sessions 409 <laughs> Yeah they gotta get you Out of there You wouldn't too much
4: I was the second biggest Winner at the time When yeah. it happened Oh like,
2: before all the High stakes stuff That happened.
4: shows how quickly It escalated That was their first 200-400 game ever
3: This was like A year and a half ago Right No
4: This was like Pre This Way pre This was lucky Robbie. era Yeah yeah It was like 2020 End of 2021
3: so two years ago
4: yeah yeah a little, little less
3: and now here we are playing that stake effectively regularly
4: every friday yeah. right mm-hmm. that was that that two-day stretch was the first 200 400 game that they ran and then it became the the casual friday stream
3: now yeah exactly then it became normal but right. you can't make the million dollar buy-in game normal no there's, no, one, there's no money for that. There's, there's no money in, in there's
4: only public re- land. Yeah, there's only a regression at this point. So it's like I don't know what I don't know what this landscape looks like moving forward. I'm happy that I'm not involved <laughs> because like what's abundantly clear to me is that the way to win is to get the audience to not care about the stakes.
3: Right. Just be there for whatever happens.
4: If you can get them invested in the characters, you can get them invested in the game format, you can get them invested in your brand, and all these other things then the stakes shouldn't matter all that much and i think that that's ultimately the problem that that most of these stream houses are attempting to solve Including No Gamble, No Future and, and High Stakes Poker. It's like, High Stakes Poker is a little different because it's only filmed, I think, once or twice a year. Yeah. And it carries the legacy.
3: It's got a Yeah, leg- yeah it's got some, some substance behind it. You, yeah. You can, you can always you, find
4: aid for that. Yeah.
3: Hmm, cool. So you have to try to figure out how to get people involved without worrying about the actual dollars that are being played for. Yeah. Like, when you look at normal game shows, like Survivor as a whole. Right. The biggest prize in that is a million. Like yeah. for poker, mm-hmm. people can just win a million dollars <laughs> yeah, on a Friday and, buy-in. Yeah. <laughs> and remember that didn't
4: change, right? It stays so, the same. First so is always, is like, like, always been a million. Survivor's like twenty five years old. And it was a million year one, and it's a million now.
1: Yeah, that was like Big Brother. Actually, was, big Brother inflation. was five hundred thousand all the way up until last year, and they just raised it to seven fifty. It's so it's like it's yeah it wasn't right. about the, the, the money progression right. is very
3: low or like if call it yeah. a stream house was in charge of being, like, okay this year 500k no oh, that's got the thing, 750 there's, million there's five million. no incentive <laughs> for them right.
4: to raise the prize pool because people are so engaged in the format right
3: right the money New characters the, the money come the prize up.
1: at the end is like the afterthought i watch like, naked like, and afraid yeah.
4: religiously they get paid nothing they get paid yeah. a day rate there's no prize to win oh there's really it's just pride can you survive
1: 21 days on your own
4: that sounds miserable
1: that's it. Let's start playing poker for pride.
3: I mean, they,
4: they get a day rate, but like that's not public. No, you know yeah. what I mean? So maybe like a $1,000. I think it's $800. Or a bucks. week. A week. No, I think they get 800 bucks a day.
1: Okay. But yeah. they're there for three weeks. Even so, yeah. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure like, poker. A, yeah, I think like Big Brother, <laughs> they, they get like 1000
3: like 1, a week or something like that. Yeah. But, sure. but they're vying for but a they're bigger playing. Price. Yeah, they're playing. I feel bigger. like we're on to something here.
2: Well, it's the whole reason why Burke keeps saying that you just turned like the poker streams into like some type of WWE characters. And there
4: stuff. should be some sort of work or even if it's not a work, like you should actively be curating characters. Like yeah. if I'm going to start a stream house tomorrow from scratch, I would wait like six months to go live and I would have, I would be paying people to like workshop Right. Their characters.
3: You have like an agency like, like okay, what's happening. No, here? no,
4: no, no. Not that I would have twenty people in the player pool that I plan to run the games around and I would be workshopping weekly with them what their character is going to be, mm. what they're going to contribute to the stream, what our expectations are of them and what we can offer them in return. Without
3: the screaming and saying you're bipolar and You're basically giving somebody a job in a seat.
4: Yeah. Yeah. And you pay them a yearly salary.
3: It's almost like you kinda of want actors. I mean no. poker players.
4: I mean you don't need that. It doesn't have to be disingenuous. Sure. It can be yeah. very genuine. It just needs to be... You just
1: have to be a character. You have to be a personality.
3: But what keeps well, people... It needs to be curated. It
4: can't just be these loose instructions of like, go yeah. on there and be fun. Right. Go on there and talk. Right. What keeps people interested? We
2: saw what happened with that, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying.
4: Yeah. Like, ideas are a dime a dozen. It's the execution on them that really matter. Yeah. So if you're not going to put in the time to workshop all of this stuff to actually give people the tools necessary to be the characters that you want them to be, give them the resources necessary to incentivize them to be the characters that you want them to be, you're gonna get a shit product. Mm. And then you're gonna be reliant on the stakes and the money changing hands. So if you just want rich people to gamble, that's great for some period of time until they get sick of doing it in front of the cameras and they can just go do it privately on their own. Yeah. And that's the problem that stream games face currently.
3: Mm.
2: And that most people don't wanna be on stream. Like no, they're playing that no. that are playing that big. They're of just, course not. There's just and, no reason and for the it. The reason
4: why none of the ideas that we're throwing out here are actually being executed on is it. because there's no money in it.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Can't you can't come up with a five hundred K budget. Well, right, A, there's to do no money this. in it.
2: And B like there's no not gonna be like any action players that want to do it. Like it, this would be more curated upon. You pay
4: me a hundred thousand a year and give me four games a week, I'll do it in a heartbeat.
2: Well, all right. Like, the all right, what i'm saying is yeah <laughs> like, what i'm saying is you're, you're, sure you'll see you you'll see andy maybe or like people like that you're not gonna see fucking i don't know the chairman or somebody like
4: that they don't have to be a part of the work
2: yeah well just you
4: could just get bill klein whenever bill klein feels like playing yeah and he makes right, the game better I see, I see and he saying. just gets to be bill klein yeah, yeah seriously
3: you can be popping man on the stream right it, it, it's not necessary
4: it's not necessary to build the allure of the people who are you need to build a
2: small cast yeah
4: the regulars are all that matter it doesn't matter what the non-regulars do yeah I they just up. get to come and be a part of the environment honestly you know but the onus falls on the people that are on the payroll that are going to be there day in and day out mm-hmm
3: right like for Survivor, so to speak the budget they have for that show is a lot of money they have a lot of money yeah. for production yeah. for other things in and that they make regard. a lot
4: of money as a byproduct
3: right but for poker that's not how it works no it's the opposite they're saying we want you to play but bring your own money and we're not going to give you anything in return correct maybe you can you can your friends can watch you a
4: play long, poker. long time ago the offer was fame mm-hmm. and in the world of internet going viral there's no fame to be had here it's not the same
2: thing you think the only way that this is ever saved is by online poker coming back into the usa
4: i don't think online poker would invest in this no no because everything's just being broadcast on youtube like they don't get their advertise they they can't advertise on youtube
1: why not
0: because
4: gambling like we're not allowed to advertise on youtube
1: I mean, you might you might see they could do in-game
4: ads, but that's not the same thing as
1: you might see more poker on TV if there's more money, if they, if they pump money into the possibly team, right, possibly so draft, they want to get their name Kings, out there, so they, they want to advertise on TV, which allows more money to come to TV. But DraftKings isn't a thing on YouTube. No. Wow. Okay, I didn't know that. What no. do you mean DraftKings? Like, like
0: I, I'm just thinking if I've ever seen like a DraftKings like ad Commercial. on YouTube
3: mm. or ad. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Yes. Figuring it out.
4: We're not figuring anything out. We're just figuring out that it's doomed.
0: Yeah, we're
3: figuring out. <laughs> <laughs> doomed isn't the Are right word. Are you saying that the system is, is the, the right system right is right. Is not hackable? Do- doomed
4: right. is not. <laughs> it needs a fixing. That's all. It, 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 Conrad's right. It needs a reset. It needs a reset yeah. some things for sure. <laughs> <laughs> there, uh, you know, we kind of buried the lead here a little bit, but um, a recent article released by Wired was talking about the ease of hacking Deckmate 1s and 2s. And we've spoken about this quite a bit in the past. Uh, you know, Landon thinks that he was possibly cheated via a Deckmate 2 in uh, in Texas. And I've heard plenty of stories in the past too. It was one of the things that we suspected about uh, the Robbie hand at Hustler until we found out they had a Deckmate 1. Now, um, these hackers uh, were a byproduct of uh, Black Hat, which is a convention that comes to Las Vegas. It happened right before I said DEFCON in the, in the title. And the reason was I searched for the dates because I knew that they were both this week. Um, but then when I searched the dates, Black Hat said it was in October and I was like, Oh, it just must be wrong. It must've just all been DEFCON. Um, anyway, uh, they did a presentation at this Black Hat convention. Um, I actually got to play with two people who were in attendance and uh, I spoke with another via DMs. So uh, a lot of it just echoed what the Wire article said. And the real fear, I guess, or the real uh, point of security that they were able to detect is that there's an exposed USB port on the face of the Deckmate 2. And for anybody who's ever, like, been in an empty poker room and able to, like, just kind of see how Deckmates are fit into the table, that would be exposed to the one seat in most on most tables, uh, the nine seat, if not. So the deck mate is usually placed either left or right of the dealer, generally left because most dealers are right handed. Uh, and you know, just even like playing the other day, like I could touch the deck mate without anybody detecting me doing so. And the issue then becomes, uh, for anybody who read the article, there's a short two minute video in there. Uh, we could potentially run it, but I think that there's an ad in front of it, Guap. So if if you do run it, make sure. That gets out of the way first.
2: Is this on YouTube?
4: No, it's in that Wired article that I sent.
2: Uh, you didn't send it in all for what? Just go on um, on oh. Twitter, Berkey's Twitter. It's it's what i post. Send it. I'll send the, it. The
4: Burke Natos. I'm pretty sure Conrad sent it like last week sometime, but it's okay. Um, there sent. Um, and you
0: said the ad is at the very beginning.
4: No, you have no. to like scroll down. It's midway through the article, and there. Oh yeah, there's an ad at the uh, at the beginning of the video. So try not to run that um anyway uh basically what they demonstrate is that it's very easy to create a hackable device very similar to what we saw, and this gets confused all the time the difference between r f i d and um the uh infrared. infrared yeah uh so the infrared is people get uh marked decks in into the game that basically have an infrared uh marking on the on the bridge of the cards, and what they do is they set a fake device called a phone of some sort, key fob, a million different ways that they can hide it, and it has an infrared sensor in it, right? That just immediately reads the deck. If you're wearing headphones, you could have it audibly tell you, like, who has the winning hand and all this other stuff. This is a little bit different. It still requires your phone, but only in the sense of needing an app in order to uh, get the information. What ultimately ends up happening is basically you plug in uh, this Raspberry Pi device into the the deckmate 2 uh which that is an android um operating system from there you you know assuming that you're sharp you're able to uh you're you're able to um have this app connect to the usb device and then you have an uh, an interface and you can choose whether or not the deck is cut so obviously the way that we would like to avoid this cheating because the, the thing about deckmate two is they have a camera inside of them, so they can order the deck however they want, right? Mm-hmm. What you're actually doing is you're tapping into that camera sensor, and you're seeing the order of the deck through which it's shuffled.
2: So you're not just you're not setting cards. You're you're just re- realizing what the the what it looks like, right?
4: And they were saying they haven't had enough time to play with it yet, but they think that they could order the cards also with a hackable device. Okay. Um, but what, which would be just as good i guess it doesn't really matter because you're always going to need to rely on the app based off the fact that the deck gets cut yeah so people naively say like well if the deck gets cut then the order changes and now you don't know not true my friend exactly because it's <laughs> it it would it would require oh, wait, there's more so it just reads from yeah when, you when, know
3: right you know so you once you see your cards, cards right
4: you, yeah so what happens is now if you choose that the deck got cut uh you basically just put in a key card of like your two card, like whatever your two cards are or whatever the flop texture is and now it knows the order of the deck from there basically and
1: your first card you get dealt if, off right. you, you could just click that in and then it knows all the cards that are after that because correct. you, just, you just cut it once and not like you riffled it
2: if somebody from right. the outside is doing it then they can just put in the flop and would have the correct. rest of the run out yeah there correct so too.
1: Uh, The easy way I I spoke
4: with a few floor people and obviously uh, the number one easy way to remedy this is to close off the USB port. So I believe that they're actively taking precautionary measures and putting like tape over the USB port. So it's not accessible Um, because it's, it's, it's actually like pretty important to do this because
1: the thing is, is like, you don't need to, is it under the table? Yeah. Yeah. So, So like if you're sitting in the one, you, you, could, you could somehow, like, have your hands under there and and then have access to it, yeah. plug like, it right sneak. in without anybody seeing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And
4: that's the thing is that, The cameras like,
1: can't see it because it's under the table.
4: Right. And you don't need to leave it there, right? You can just plug it in and unplug it as you wish. Or
3: you can sneak palm out. Oh, right. You can right. Un- palm. It only works when it's plugged in. Yeah, but, like, you
4: don't need but, but, to leave it there overnight is Right, now
3: you
1: just plug it in.
4: So it's not like they can just yeah. inspect the tables once or twice right. a day, you right. know? Uh, so the easy fix here is you block off the USB port, and then secondarily... I don't know if any rooms plan on implementing this, but it should be a riffle then a cut. So if you riffle then cut, it basically takes out the ability for you to uh, access perfect information. Right.
2: Wait, why is that? Because oh. you're now the, now you're now the entire yeah.
4: order of the deck changed.
1: Right, exactly.
4: Yeah. Okay. The problem is I, is I this isn't to, standard protocol for dealers. No, yeah. of course not. Um, no, right. They just, because
1: they pull it out of the machine, they cut, and they deal. Yeah. Right. Uh, I see what you're saying. I get yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so what what is the purpose of the USB port? I'm
4: not sure.
3: Like in general. There's one.
4: I, I'm sure there's a purpose to it. I don't know enough about Deckmates to, mm-hmm. to know why it's there. This would right. be my
3: question is why they have a camera inside of the
4: deck. The camera is actually really important. The, the power of the Deckmate 2 is pretty phenomenal from the casino side of things because Let you have you to remember it's not just poker. And, right. Yeah, it's not just poker either, right? They're they're using these on table games and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So being able to sort the deck, being able to know if it's a 52 card deck, being able to know like if there's a duplicate card uh, all of these things are prevented right. whenever you have you a can, camera. You stuff. can sort
3: of, like, it can put the deck in order. Yep. You so can it. use the deckmate not for just poker. Correct. You can just use it for whatever card Right. You but even
4: you want. just for poker, it's, like, really, really helpful to, to have. To know uh, there's
3: 52 cards there, to know, to know there no are no two duplicate. aces of
4: spades, that, mm-hmm. you know, all of these things are, are kind of cared for. Yeah, yeah. And it's also, I think it's, like, three or four times faster than the deckmate one.
3: Right. Like, the technology advances. Uh, Call it more beneficial than the risk it provides
4: should be yes and it's not in not, a non-gaming environment
3: not yet it's not right like know? in a home
4: game environment, I would never play with a deckmate
1: two. Correct. do it, we know oh yeah for sure that'd be that would be the worst yes yeah, do, just we, do we know which rooms, which rooms are using one and which rooms are using two?
4: I know uh, Aria and Bellagio both have deckmate twos World Series has deckmate twos uh, I think most have upgraded now to deckmate twos okay if i had to guess. Hustler was still using a Deckmate 1 and they did say that that's hackable but it requires a lot of manipulation. So it's very similar to um like a home game whoever is operating the table and or shuffler would have to actually uh be willing to compromise it mm-hmm. in order to hack it. So it's not totally off the table. Uh there's, you know, an outside chance that somebody with, like an inside job type of thing right? right but like of all the ways to uh to to manufacture an inside job on a stream mm-hmm. game that that's not the lowest hanging fruit yeah you know just tapping into production would be the lowest hanging fruit as we saw in the possible case mm-hmm. so that's kind of the update on this i know people have been wanting to hear so our thoughts learning. on it um wait
3: what so we're learning now we're learning about this usb port we're learning that there's a lot of potential nonsense um, like in the well, sense you know, of like, there, there's happen. ways to, there's ways to solve the nonsense very quickly. Like the whole riffle cut does a good job of that. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I would imagine that it does.
2: Yeah. It's, it does. This should just be implemented everywhere then. I mean, cause this, it basically means that it can't be detected at all. Right. Like there's just no possibility because if you riffle it, you mess up the order and then.
4: Yeah. I know live at the bike
2: before they shut down were always
4: executing a riffle before a cut. Um, and I think that they were just basically getting ahead of this, but that was very easy to control because there was only one table. When you're talking about training an entire staff now to do something that's out of the ordinary, yeah. there, there's a bit, learning it's a little resource intensive. Mm-hmm. There's, some, there's some learning that, that needs to take place there, right? And it's also one of those things that players would need to monitor it and probably wouldn't notice very often. If the dealer just went back to their standard procedure,
1: right? You've been you've been watching the dealers do this your right. entire career, but it's so. also a really easy fix, super easy, yeah,
4: super easy, um, and obviously just precautionary, but uh, also not easy to police, right? Because mm-hmm. like I'm not going to notice,
1: mm-hmm.
4: I'm not going to be paying attention, no. right? Because blocking the USB port seat. is worth a lot,
1: right? Of course, yeah, that's
3: probably both, both can still happen, yeah. Yeah. yeah,
4: yeah. I I think what uh I think like probably the best thing to do I'm wondering if there's something that they could actively monitor so like actually take like something and plug it into the USB port that's what I was thinking yeah so and then you... if, it's, if it's if it's removed something they're alerted pops up yeah, yeah something like that yeah that, that seems like the smart thing to do
3: mm-hmm. like a wee wee wee
1: well, it doesn't even <laughs> an alarm. It's an alarm. It could just alert an app. Complete alarm system. No, I like
3: full I like, full alarm I like the
1: full, yeah, someone tries to mess with it, they pull it out, and it's just like... Bleh, bleh, sure. Lights sure. are shining down on the red lights. Enemy spotted. Yeah. <laughs> Enemy spotted. It's it's as bad Five as... guys with suits come up, drag the person away. It's yeah. like that day we were playing with the Now DiCaprio. you just
4: can't leave. <laughs> It's like the day we were playing with DiCaprio, and the kid just like casually slides slides his camera up and then takes a picture with the flash on.
2: <laughs> Amazing,
4: man! I would rack. I would have just left. I would want to die in that fucking moment for sure. It's like, have a
1: good night, guys. It's yeah, like, I'd be like, well, that was embarrassing. Yeah, think like how many times that's happened to Leonardo DiCaprio though.
4: Doesn't matter. Yeah, doesn't matter at all.
3: Oh, it man. don't look good. cuz. He uses the paparazzi
1: good. in his face and. Nobody wants to ever yeah. get used to that.
3: No, no one be scorned like the 25 year old random Leo DiCaprio poker player. Yeah.
4: <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for us today, guys. Don't forget, we do have an academy coming up September 1st through the 3rd. Still a few seats available for that. If you guys are interested, head over to academy.solfoury.io. Uh, Also, we have a new episode of On Second Thought Up. We forgot to play the teaser for it, so we'll do that for you tomorrow. But if you guys are interested in watching episode one and two, they are now currently live on the site. You can find those at softwarewide.io. All you have to do is sign up for the all-in access pass. Free two-week trial for anybody who hasn't tried it already. Otherwise, it is $49.99 a month. Uh, You have nine full seasons of Poker Out Loud to watch, as well as all the On Second Thoughts that accomplish. Accom- accomplish. Accomplish. <laughs> Accompany. Company, company? A Accompany. Uh, those seasons. Uh, thank you guys so much. We're going to be back tomorrow evening. I'm playing Bellagio during the day, so we'll see you guys around 6 p.m. Pacific time, 9 p.m. East. We'll see you guys then.
2: Later, Late. squad. Bye. Late night pod.